0: Down. Oh! of wow! wow! wow the Incredible. Oh, and down. Goes Gamala. Whoop. There it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Welcome back to Throne Hands, as Daniel and I will be previewing Fight Night, Prairie versus Hooker. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing really good, man. Uh, got good news about being all right today. You know, it's a good day. All right, I think you and I are just going to step right into this one. So first matchup we'll be looking at is a, is a nice heavyweight matchup here. We got Felipe Linz versus Tanner Boser. So what do you have for me on uh, Felipe Linz? Well, I mean,
0: these are both guys that are are kind of coming up, like you said, in this in this heavyweight division, uh, that uh, are honestly uh, decent decent prospects. Really looking at him, Linz is is more of a knockout guy. He's got some submission finishes coming a lot off a loss to Andre Arlovsky last month. He's, I mean, your typical big. Uh, heavyweight who can who can throw and can do it well he came out of the pro fighting league this will just be his second UFC fight so honestly what we what we see out of him in the UFC we don't really we don't really know exactly what kind of fighter he is at this high of a level he's coming that lost to Arlovsky was a unanimous decision but he has done it on the feet and on the ground in both pro fighting league and in Bellator so he's he's an interesting guy to watch out for moving forward.
1: Yeah, he definitely is. He has he has a really unique, like you said, he he likes to knock people out. He has he does have a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, so he can be a little bit of a threat on the ground. Constant hand movement that sets up his strikes a lot, and he 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 utilizes his long reach, especially with his strikes, because with a some a six foot six reach, you can do a lot of damage. And like we said, he's a striker. And to Tanner Bozer. You know he has a karate background. He he has a, he doesn't strike powerfully, but he strikes a lot, which really throws his opponents off balance. From what I saw. So what what do you have for me on Bozer? I mean, you pretty much
0: pretty much summed it up there. Again, he's a striking background. He's a big guy, uh, well built. He's going to outweigh uh, Linz by about twenty five pounds coming into this one. He comes in two sixty five uh, to Linz two forty. So. I think it's going to, despite being the bigger guy, it's going to be his preci- precision matched up against kind of the more powerful style that we see from Linz. And he's going to be at a reach disadvantage. So how he gets in tight against a bigger guy in terms of length is going to be really interesting to
1: watch. Oh, for sure. And I think with that, that's a good transition to the keys. And I think for uh, Linz, his his. Best bet is to keep his distance with his reach because with a volume striker like Tanner Bozer, that can definitely uh, cause some problems if he gets into the pocket. What do you have to say?
0: That's exactly what I, had, what I was going to bring up as well. Uh, Linz is not going to probably want to, want to stand in close and throw at both a weight disadvantage and uh, he want, he's going to want to keep that, that reach advantage of two and a half inches at a maximum. So I think, I think that's definitely the way to go. Uh, with with bozer being so well versed like you said in in kind of volume striking is his style
1: yeah and so what do you think the keys are for uh tanner bozer i think you flip it right on his head you (laughs)
0: gotta get in close you gotta uh, just pepper him with strikes he's at a reach disadvantage but when it comes to leg reach he's actually uh, got half an inch on felipe lynn so you know get in tight and and turn this into a striking battle, probably extend this fight. If this fight goes
1: to three rounds, I think that's Tanner Bozer's best bet to win. Yeah, for sure. And I think if he can't get in tight, he should take it to a decision because he uh, has won 41% of his fights by decision. So, Daniel, what are your predictions for this fight?
0: I'm going to go with Felipe Lins. He's got an outstanding background, uh, like you said, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's got a few submission wins but he doesn't definitely has the ability to knock people out and I'm going to take him by knockout. All
1: right, Linz by knockout. For me, you know, I think I'm going to go up uh, B- Bozer because of his volume striking. He and when I from the footage I watched of him last night, he does enjoy getting to the pocket. So, I think Felipe Linz, he didn't really show much um in his last fight against uh I can't w- who do f- I think Arlovsky, I think he yeah, fought Ar- Andre Arlovsky, Andre Arlovsky. So he didn't really show much of use of his reach in that fight from what I remember. So I think, uh, Bozer will be able to get into the pocket and knock Felipe Lins out. So okay. we'll be moving on to the main card. Uh, we got a nice, another, uh, heavyweight matchup here between, uh, Jean Villante and, uh, Maurice green. So, What's, what do you have on uh, Velante, my man?
0: Definitely a knockout guy. That's where almost all of his wins have come in the UFC, and he's a pretty pretty efficient striker, uh, and he can take some shots as well. He absorbs over six strikes, six significant strikes per minute, so you, you know he's got a chin and he's not afraid to stand and throw with somebody. But he's got really good takedown defense as well. Over eighty percent in that category. He's definitely the type of guy that can. Uh, really do really fight in almost any kind of style uh, even though that knockout power is his calling card
1: yeah for sure like you said and his his striking is unorthodox but it works it's quite powerful and what I noticed with him is that he punches at the very end of his reach so he uses every one of every inch of that six foot four reach that he has to his advantage and I think for uh Maurice Green he has that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh blue belt but he does have an MMA style. I mean, what I saw in this guy is that he, uh, what is it, he was at 330 pounds and then he got, got into MMA just to get fit and he made a career out of it. So that's, that's good on his part. And, but the thing with his punches is he kind of punches in the air sometimes. They're not accurate. I don't know. What do you have on uh, Marie screen?
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that. It's definitely uh, his jujitsu jitsu that carries him for the most part. Uh, half of his wins have come by submission. Uh, with an eight and five record so uh, that's that's really what carries him in fights but especially against Jean Volante here he's got an 80 a ridiculous 82 inch reach at six foot seven so when it comes to striking he has to use that to his advantage and I expect him to on Saturday night because I mean he's got to reach advantage on on almost anybody
1: he's going to come up against. Yeah, for sure. And so that, that uh, leads us into the keys. I think the keys for Volante are stay off the ground despite his D1 wrestling. And I think he does a great job of that because he has 83% percentage uh, takedown defense. So if I think Maurice Green is going to have to work very hard for those takedowns. And I think for Volante is strike. And I think, he, he should probably draw this one out because he needs to keep his distance. And if he gets into the pocket with Maurice Green, he's probably just going to get taken down. What are your keys for Vellante?
0: I couldn't have said it any better. He's got to keep Green at a distance, which is going to be tough because he's given up six inches in reach. Uh, but that's probably the best bet. Kind of stick and move around the octagon. Don't let Maurice Green walk him down and figure out a way to take this to a three-round decision. All right, so what are your keys for Maurice Green? I think he's got to keep the pressure up on Volante. I think he's got to make this kind of a fireworks kind of fight where you're seeing a lot of big strikes probably take it to the ground at some point. He needs to keep Jean Volante from staying at a distance. Obviously, he's got a six-inch reach advantage. He needs to use that in controlling the octagon and making volante fight him on his terms
1: yeah for sure i, I don't think i could have said it any better i think he needs to use his reach with some uh decent striking to set up his takedowns because with it with that 83 percent uh takedown defense that volante has that's going to be a problem so my prediction for this fight i think i'm going to take uh marie Green by uh submission because i don't think volante could overcome that reach disadvantage what do you have I'm going to go
0: with the exact same thing. Maurice Green takes it by submission. Beautiful
1: stuff. All right. So on to the next fight. I think this could be a potential front of the night candidate, even though we have fireworks for our main event. Brendan Allen versus Kyle Daukus. What what do you have for me on uh, Brendan Allen?
0: He's kind of an up-and-comer here in the division, and
1: he's definitely a
0: submission guy. That's where most of his wins have come. And he's usually finishing fights. Only 7% of his 13 wins have come by decision. Everything else has been a knockout or a submission. And his average fight time is barely over two rounds at 643. So he's definitely a guy that's going to look for a finish, probably look to take this one to the ground, and try to finish it by submission. That's his MO. He's going to be at a reach disadvantage here, which will make that a little bit tougher. but. I think uh, as far as what we've
1: seen in the past from him, that's the most likely scenario. Yeah, for sure. And I, when I, I I was watching some of these guys highlights the other day, this man is aggressive. I have never seen a guy just go after it like he does. And I think he's this, this could be, like I said, this could be fight of the night and with, he has powerful striking and he's very aggressive, like I said, but he also has a great ground game. So he's a very good all around fighter. And Cal Daukis, on the other hand, he, he's decent on the feet, but his submission game is off the chart. Um, he, uh, he has five darts chokes in his career. Now, he's, he hasn't competed in the UFC, but this guy definitely knows how to uh, do work on the ground. What are your thoughts?
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. This is going to be a great matchup of guys with good ground games. Like you said, Daukas with those um, multiple darts choke finishes, is the type of guy that can end a fight from really any position on the ground. So coming in on short notice to debut against Brendan Allen, this is going to be a really exciting fight and he's the type, not the type of guy that you typically see coming in in these short notice fights uh, that are going to find themselves in trouble and end up getting fed to a prospect. This is definitely a guy that
1: can compete and possibly win this fight. Yeah, for sure. So that's a little, uh, Lee, uh not leeway, but little road to uh, keys for these guys. So my keys for Brendan Allen are uh, keep it standing and get into the pocket. I think with Doc's superior ground game, I think that's what he's going to have to do, and and he should not give up his back with a submission artist like docus and be aggressive. I think that's that's really what he has to do. Go go by what he's done and just be aggressive. What do you have?
0: Yeah, I think that's that's probably the same way that. I think this needs to go for Brendan Allen. And if it does go to the ground, I think he needs to really fight for top control because uh, between these two guys, Dawkus has much better jujitsu, but Allen probably has an advantage in the wrestling category. If if he can maintain top control and kind of ride Dawkus out, wear him down, and then possibly try to finish the fight later on, that may be his best bet if this one
1: does go to the ground. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, keys for Dawkus is – he, I believe he does. Yes, he has a three-inch reach advantage. I think, like, I, kind of like the situation with Marie Screen, he has refined striking and he has a great game. If he uses his reach to set up his takedowns, I think this will this will lead to a decent victory for him if he does that. And no, no submission. I think draw draw the fight out. Brendan Allen's too aggressive, and I think if he can't find the submission, he has to draw this fight out. What do you think?
0: I would have to think the same thing. Uh, take advantage of that reach advantage uh, keep keep him at a distance and try to stretch this out over three
1: rounds all right so my prediction for this I think Brendan Allen's going to get the knockout I think his aggressive nature will overcome the the submission are Kyle daukass. what do you have
0: we're three for three on matching picks my friend
1: Brendan uh, Allen by KO KO. all right so To the co-main event of the evening, Um, Platinum Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall in a welterweight bout. This is really interesting. Um, What do you have for me on Mike Perry? Well, he's
0: definitely an interesting guy, (laughs) kind of a controversial guy, but he's a knockout artist at his best. Uh, He's got no submission wins, to his credit, 11 by knockout, 2 by decision. And it's been his last two wins, going back to wins over Alex Oliveira and Paul Felder, who's gonna, who we're going to see later on, that his two wins are, are the most recent ones by decision, but everything else in his career has been by KO. Uh, he's done it in spectacular fashion at times, but that's, he's kind of a one-dimensional guy. He, he talks a big game and backs it up when he's on his feet. So he's, he's definitely an interesting, an interesting guy to watch.
1: Yeah, he definitely is. He really likes body slams. He like he likes slamming the, his opponent to the ground too, which I noticed a lot. And he does have a boxing background. He he has fought one professional bout. So, like you said, he is one dimensional, and it shows. So, what what's your take on Mickey Gall?
0: I mean, straight up Brazilian jiu jitsu guy. Gonna try to take it to the ground no matter what. He's never knocked a guy out in his professional career. So, I mean, it's a short professional career. He's only got. Uh, eight total fights under his belt as a professional, but he's going to go to the ground. That's what he's done in almost every fight he's been successful. And he's a rear naked choke guy. It's a wicked finish, Uh, but that's really the only way he's ever finished guys is with that rear naked choke. He's going to fight for back control. He's going to try to lock guys up and that's what you got to watch out for against him. He's not a super well-rounded fighter, but what he does well, he does extremely well.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And I had that note too. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And he he's just he's just very great on the ground, like he said, almost all of his, I think all of his submission wins are by rear naked choke. so this guy knows how to how to work his ray around to the back. So I think the keys for platinum Mike Perry are get a corner. I don't think your girlfriend's going to suffice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean that's really all I, that's all I have pretty much. And also keep it standing. that's It's really that simple. What do you think?
0: Absolutely. Mickey Gall does not have. The stand-up game to keep up with Mike Perry if it doesn't go to the ground. So that's really the keys for these guys. If it goes to the ground, Mickey Gall probably wins. If it stays on the feet, Mike Perry probably wins.
1: Yeah, and I think we we don't even have to go of this. Mickey Gall's best bet is just get to the ground. I don't think you have much more to say say with that. Probably. Definitely not. All right. So my prediction is Mickey Gall by submission. I that's what I have. What do you have? I agree. All right. Cool. Dang, we're agreeing a lot today. Four for four. Yeah, really. So, I, Mike Perry, he's he's an interesting dude. Like we were saying, no corners, girlfriends in his corner. Did you see what he said with Helwani? I did not. His girlfriend. He's like, yeah, man, my girlfriend. He, she has, she she wrestled a little bit in high school. She she boxes sometimes. So I I think we'll be good. But <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think he'll be good. I Mickey is just too good. He's he will be a problem in the welterweight division in by the end of the year. I think he, he will definitely be, he could be ranked after this fight.
0: He's definitely, definitely has a chance for that. A really talented ground guy.
1: Yeah. And like we, like a lot of ground guys are making way like Tyron Woodley. He, yes, he can strike, but his best bet was on the ground. And um, Gilbert Burns. Yes, he can strike too, but he can also go to the ground. So a lot of these ground guys are making their way up this welterweight division. All right. To the main event of the evening. This would be a good one. I'm, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Um, what you got for me on Dustin Poirier?
0: I mean, really explosive fighter who can do a lot of things very well. I mean, he, he's definitely got knockout power. Over half of his wins have come by KO, but he can he can take fights to a finish. He can – or, by excuse me, to a decision. And he can finish guys on the ground. He does a lot of things really well. And he's, I mean, he's just extremely well-rounded. He's shown that throughout his time in the UFC, throughout his entire professional career. He's got 12 wins by knockout, seven by submission, six by decision. So he's going to try to be bouncing back from a loss to Habib Nurmagomedov, which I mean, everybody it seems like has lost to Habib, but he's got wins over Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, who's obviously the number one contender to Habib now, Anthony Pettis. He's beat almost everybody that you would want him to be able to compete with and he's just not quite got past, gotten over the hump to win that UFC lightweight title so he's one of the most well versed fighters in this division and he's a really exciting guy to watch
1: yeah uh, I couldn't agree more with what you said he just needs to get over that hump and he he's probably one of my favorite fighters and like you said, he's very well rounded. He has a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, like, and he he's finished twenty four percent of his fights via the submission. So for Dan Hooker, kickboxer, he's he's great at that. Um, that's he, he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu blue belt. He ha, he does have some submission wins. Thirty five percent of his wins have come by the submission. So wh- what do you have on Dan Hooker?
0: Yeah, I pretty much was going to say the same thing. He's extremely well rounded, just like Peoria is. And he's got some some wins to his credit as well. I mean, he's beaten Paul Felder. He beat Gilbert Burns back in 2018 when Burns was really first getting his feet under him in the UFC. He got a win over Ally Aquinta as well. These are two guys uh, who are really few, not future contenders. They are contenders in the lightweight division moving forward. And I think this fight's going to be a real separator of who could be finding themselves next in line for a title shot.
1: Yeah, for sure, and like you, you basically finished it up right there, my man. So I think the keys for Justin Poirier are dirty this fight up, get in close, don't let uh, Dan Hooker use his kickboxing, and if need be, I think he has to take it to the ground. He does have a, a reach advantage in both the legs and the and his arms. So I think if if this gets out of hand with Hooker's kickboxing, he's gonna have to find a way to take it to the ground. Uh, what do you have to say? It's
0: exactly what I was gonna say you know, kind of feel Hooker out, see how close he can get without getting touched up with that kickboxing. And if it becomes a problem, take this fight to the ground and handle business there.
1: What do you keys for Hooker?
0: Honestly, I would say the opposite. Take advantage of his reach advantage. Uh, stay on the feet if you can. Use that kickboxing background. And like you said, he's a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So if it goes to the ground, he's perfectly capable there. I think this fight is going to be really fun to watch because uh, first of all, it's, it's really hard to predict because these guys are so well-versed in so many different disciplines that go into mixed martial arts. I think uh, neither one of them outside of hooker in terms of kickboxing and and Purier just uh, kind of as an all around fighter. There's no true advantages in any aspect in this fight really.
1: Yeah, for sure. So this brings us to our predictions. What's your prediction, my man?
0: This is a tough one to to predict. As I said, I think we're going to see Dustin Poirier uh, emerge as that next contender at lightweight. I think he knocks
1: Dan Hooker out. I'm going to say the same thing. Poirier by knockout. Daniel, any final thoughts?
0: Nothing really comes to mind, man. Another good-looking card. And just uh, honestly, there's not been, in terms of actual action, there have been some cards that people – really weren't anticipating to be as good as they were. There's not been a bad card since the UFC returned earlier this summer. This is, I think, uh, just the next one in that line.
1: Yeah, say, I, I have to say the same thing. This is a great card. Yes, there's not too many ranked matchups here, but you have some really aggressive guys going at it this weekend, like Brendan Allen and, uh, and Platinum Mike Perry. So these, this is a great card if you really want some aggressive fighters. Daniel, thanks for coming back on, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right, guys, we will see you later for the next episode. Don't know which one that will be, but there's going to be another episode. Definitely we'll review this one, but we'll be back. We're going to have a little special interview for you guys. See you guys later.